want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called spotify for podcasters and here's how it works spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer so no matter what your setup is like you can start creating today then you can distribute your podcast to spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on spotify and when you want to take conversations with your family to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. A lot of them, actually all of them that read this chapter came back to me and said, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you struggled with whatever. Me too. Or oh my gosh, I had no idea that you felt that way. Me too. And it's just so, so, so crazy. And just I'm shown time and time again the power of your voice and the power of your story and the power that you have to bring other people out of darkness because you went through it too. I had a friend read it and just remind me that a lot of this was me. You know, it's it's good to have supportive people and it's, you know, one thing to have friends who love you and encourage you, but it was nice to hear my friends say like, that was all you girl. Like, you know, you pulled yourself out of out of a dark place because it really is when it comes down to it it's an incredibly independent journey to learn how to love yourself but we weren't meant to do it alone hey guys what's up welcome to or back to the show i hope that you are having a great day we're just gonna dive right in i have a little journal entry to share with you guys we're gonna get vulnerable we're gonna get real I was going to do a podcast on the winter blues and how to handle the the winter blues, managing seasonal depression, and I just kind of came to a little bit of a conclusion that a big part of the winter blues, in my opinion and in my research, is the darkness and the loneliness. And I learned two really big lessons this year. And number one is that loneliness isn't forever. And number two is that the darkness can't win because you can always find someone or something that will grab a hold of the light switch. And when you shed light on the darkness, the darkness never wins. So here I am sitting on my couch. It is a Saturday night. I slept in half the day and I think I have a sinus infection. The real test for me to see if I'm actually really sick is I record a podcast, and then if I listen back to it when I'm not sick, I'm like, yeah, she was actually really sick, but I don't feel good, so so I'm just chilling on the couch, but for the first time in a long time, I'm okay with chilling on the couch, I'm okay with having a night in, I'm okay with just letting my body rest, because obviously it's calling to rest, and I don't feel guilty for not having plans. I don't feel guilty for saying no to things. I don't feel guilty for just letting myself do what I need to do to feel better. And it's a Saturday night, and despite my sinus infection, I feel okay. I'm totally okay with the fact that I made a small batch of chocolate chip cookies. I'm two seasons deep and below deck, 
and the eight foot Christmas tree is lit up beside me and nothing hurts anymore. I feel kind of free. It's the type of Saturday night that I'm okay with not having plans. I was overdue for some alone time and there's this quote at the end of, or I guess it's a song lyric, at the end of one of Ernest's songs and he says, I need some catch-up time with my creator and I feel nothing but peace. But as I sit here in solitude tonight, I'm reminded of what it feels like to not have plans on a Saturday night. And there's this version of myself that someone reminded me of the other day and she's bossy and she's controlling and she always has to be doing something. She cares, but not really. And she's lonely and she's never really had a friend and she's never really had to be a friend. As I was spending time in my journal tonight, I was doing some deep reflection on the version of myself that I used to be. And this version that this person had reminded me that I was, we were talking about the way that we plan things and the need for control. And I was kind of brought back to five years ago me, this version of me who who was so hungry for control that nothing could satisfy her. She was the type of person who let anxiety and worry and fear absolutely dictate her every move. And being lonely was the worst thing that could possibly happen. Not having plans on a Saturday night was the worst thing that could possibly happen to her. And that's because I tried for almost all of my life to make myself lovable. And I manipulated my mind into believing that in order for people to want me, I had to look a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain type of person. But the truth is that every time I tried, I just created a worse version of myself. It made me controlling and full of sadness and not like me at all. If you listen to the podcast on the regular, especially during Healing Girl Summer, I talked about how like the best, most free version of myself is the one that's like, I have this picture of like young me and she's standing in a field of flowers and she looks so happy. And like when I visualize the best version of myself, she's like dancing through a field of flowers, which is so like cliche and just like funny to say, but that is truly like, how I visualize freedom when it comes to myself and my body. And I know at my core, I'm a peaceful person, but I never have felt peace the way that I do now. And I know that I'm just a kid, like I'm 23 and I have a whole lot of life to live. And I, I'll always be on this adventure of discovering who I am and I won't be perfect at it. But for the first time, I feel so supported in this journey of life. So tonight I was journaling and playlisting a little bit and watching Below Deck and baking cookies and just having like a me night, like a truly like me night. And I was adding songs to a playlist and I came across the Chloe George version of Ghost Town. It just kind of came on shuffle and I found myself just like, not like crying, well, I mean, I think a tear a tear or two were shed for sure, but I don't know why something just really, really struck a chord with me when I listened to this song because for such a long time, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry again, for, the, for such a long time, there was so much pain and loneliness and darkness for someone who is out there right now and feels lonely and feels like everything is just so dark and that there's just not a light at the end of the tunnel. I just want to first off give you like the biggest hug ever, but I just want to encourage you to stay the course. 
there will be a time where you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, nothing hurts anymore. I'm freed from my loneliness. I'm freed from this darkness. I'm freed from this season that I thought would never freaking end. And you guys know that I'm real, real big on vulnerability. And I wrote a little something that is going to be published in a book um, in January, which I'm really, really excited about. And I started to share this chapter with my friends. The chapter is called, I am your friend too. It's really about me coming to accept who I am through the power of great friendships. And I don't think that I would be where I am today without those people. And I know that I wouldn't be where I am today without those people. And I'm going to cry thinking about my friends. Oh my gosh, the drama. But seriously, like I am so grateful for the people in my life who encouraged me and whether they knew it or not, helped me to realize that the darkness really wasn't that dark after all. But the craziest part of this is that a lot of my friends and I grew closer because I shared the chapter with them. I'm going to read you part of the chapter in just a second because I just feel like it's time to really start sharing more about what I'm what I wrote and the book itself. In the chapter, I describe a lot of these deep, deep, vulnerable friendships and ones that I almost didn't think could get any deeper. But when I share the chapter with them, it's almost like you're getting inside my head. And a lot of them, actually all of them that read this chapter, came back to me and said, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you struggled with whatever. Me too. Or oh my gosh, I had no idea that you felt that way. Me too. And it's just so, so, so crazy. And just I'm shown time and time again the power of your voice and the power of your story and the power that you have to bring other people out of darkness because you went through it too. So if you're going through something, if life is really, really hard right now, trust me, I get it. I've been there. If the sun setting later and it being colder and you being lonely in your house is making you feel a certain way, trust me, I've been there. If you feel like you just don't know who you are, if you feel uncomfortable in your body, if you look in the mirror and you can't even face yourself because you're so far from yourself, that happiness seems like a incredibly far-fetched destination. Trust me, I've been there. It will get better. But you have to prioritize vulnerability and you have to prioritize being with people. Share your story. Talk to people. Build community. Pick up your phone when people call because they want to talk to you. Text people if you're feeling low. I think to some degree too, you almost have to be the friend that you wish you had. You have to be the friend that like knocks on someone's door with a large pizza and just invites yourself in to talk because you know that that friend is going through a hard time. Like you kind of have to just step into this role of like, okay, well, I'm not doing well, but I'm just going to be the friend that I wish I had to other people and I promise it will be reciprocated. Another cool little bit that made me kind of emotional when listening to the song tonight was she said I put my hand on the stove to see if I still bleed. I think that's a big growth indicator. If there are things that used to trigger you, things that used to really upset you, things that used to just send you into a spiral that you can now look at or pay a little bit of attention to or talk about and it doesn't bring up those emotions, it doesn't bring up that same feeling of loneliness, it doesn't bring back the darkness, that's a huge growth indicator. And when you look back over your year, 
I want you to really give yourself so much praise for how far you've come, for how much you've changed, for the things that you've forgiven and forgotten, for the life that you are currently living. Because there's a version of you a year ago, you five years ago, you that could never do what you are doing now. And maybe this current version of you never thought that you would be where you are right now, but you made it, you did it, you made it through, you pushed through. That's growth. If you can drive past that building and not get upset, that's pretty damn cool. If you can pass by a person and not have like this bubbling up absolute rage, that's growth. If you can hear someone's name or see a notification pop up on your phone and it doesn't give you anxiety, that's pretty darn cool. Give yourself a round of freaking applause for how far you've come this year. That lyric, nothing hurts anymore, I feel kind of free, has never felt better. I wanted to read you guys a little bit of my chapter from Deserts to Mountaintops Volume 2 because I think that it's pretty fitting with this episode. Um, I've never had a year like this past one and I fully contribute that to the people that I've been able to surround myself with. I'm so blessed to have the friends that I do. And so this chapter is pretty much dedicated to them. I had a friend read it and just remind me that a lot of this was me. You know, it's it's good to have supportive people and it's, you know, one thing to have friends who love you and encourage you, but it was nice to hear my friends say like that was all you girl like you know you pulled yourself out of out of a dark place and came to accept yourself because of the people in your life but like yeah that was that was all you because it really is when it comes down to it it's an incredibly independent journey to learn how to love yourself but we weren't meant to do it alone so this is an excerpt from my chapter in deserts to mountaintops volume 2 My chapter is titled, I am your friend, too. Food is always better enjoyed with friends. In hindsight, during the season of criticizing what was on my plate, eating with a friend probably would have made me feel better about eating in general. But instead, I sat at my cubicle alone. I was hungry and my calendar was busy, so I scarfed down my makeshift lunch, hummus and carrots, while plugging this month's data into a spreadsheet. Mindlessly munching on the tiny snack was deeply unsatisfying. Of course, it wasn't long before I was hungry again. I told myself it was almost quitting time, so I should save my appetite for dinner. Five o'clock turned into six, and I walked through my door ravenously hungry. The cycle of restricting myself all day and then binging when I arrived at home became a daily habit. I couldn't control my anxiety or my appetite. I was bullying myself every time I looked in the mirror, and I still felt so much shame surrounding my body because it had been subjected to scrutiny and abuse. The pressure of my job was getting worse and everything was spiraling out of control. However, I was able to find a sliver of calm in the chaos. The only nights I didn't binge were the ones that I had friends over. It had taken eight lonely months after my move to finally fall into friendships that felt more like family. Woven into the extracurricular activities of my adult life, whether that be a yoga class, a coffee shop, or a colleague whose role shifted from office coordinator to like a sister off the clock, were some of the deepest, most loving platonic bonds I'd experienced thus far. These were the friends who would show up to move couches, change flat tires, and fix car radios. They were the friends who I could call at midnight during the middle of a crisis, or who would be on the other line in the morning with advice when I woke up. Friends who played along with my motivational sticky notes and always had a pep talk or a party at the ready. 
They raised the bar on what it takes to qualify as a friend of mine. Finally, it felt like I had a team in my corner. The time we spent together was good for the soul. We unraveled the highs and lows over wine, kombucha, or whatever was flowing. The kitchen floor creaked as we danced to Chris Stapleton or disco lines, depending on who was in attendance. Laughter bounced off the paper-thin walls and echoed through the house. It was always the contagious kind, where voices kept piling on jokes until the laughter slipped into silence because it was just that funny. Lex and I still couldn't afford a couch, so sometimes we would pull a mattress into the living room and pile all the pillows we owned on top. We would make popcorn on the stove and watch Netflix's top recommendations until someone suggested it was time to call it a night. Those were the moments where my fears faded. These friends showed up for the fun, for the laughs, for the togetherness, and for each other. There were no prerequisites to these friendships. They never asked me to fix anything about myself before I was accepted. In fact, some of the things that I was so discouraged about, my emotions, my gentleness, my sensitivity, were identified as strengths, not weaknesses. I was encouraged to pursue my passions instead of putting them on pause. My light grew brighter for the things that I loved, and for the first time, I had nothing to prove. It wasn't a distraction from my internal struggles. It was medicine. So that was a bit of an excerpt from my chapter in Deserts to Mountaintops, Volume 2. I would absolutely love to dive deeper into the making of the chapter and the writing process and the actual content of the chapter itself. Um, it's just, it's been topics that are hard to talk about for me because it, I don't want to talk about binge eating and I don't want to talk about how I wasn't cut out for hustle culture and how I felt like such a failure sitting in my cubicle all day. And I don't want to talk about the fact that my only like breath of relief was if a friend were to stay, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. was like, if I were to have a friend over because I was afraid that I wouldn't be okay by myself at home because I don't know what I would do I feel like such a little sensitive baby (laughs) that's the other thing too like I am such a little sensitive like gentle person and I felt for so long that I wasn't allowed to be but now I know that I am and I cry all the time and my friends just like don't care like I'm just a crier that's how I am Anyway, as I sit here on my couch, it's seven o'clock on a Saturday night. Nothing hurts anymore. I feel kind of free. I have so, so much that I can't wait to share with you guys in regards to just all the topics that I feel like I kind of just breezed over. When you guys read this chapter, you're you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Um, which again, to my point about telling your friends what's going on that's a huge component of it because for a lot of them it was like oh my gosh I had no idea and when you shed light on the darkness the darkness never ever ever wins John 1 5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it and I've just seen time and time again the power that the light has when you or someone that you love is in a dark place so continue to go out there be a light shine light if you are in a dark place literally flip the freaking lights on get a night light like literally turn the lights on that's a fantastic first step and physically when I was in a dark place turning the lights on in my house was so 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 helpful I know that it sounds silly but literally find the light switch turn the lights on and call a friend you weren't meant to do this alone loneliness is something that we have been conditioned to believe is normal 
It's not. We were meant to live in community. We were meant to spread light and be light. You'll be able to keep going because of the light. I love you guys so much more than you could ever, ever know. Thank you for listening, for tuning in, for being a part of the show. I am in a season of kind of transitioning the show back to more of these like journal, personal journal type episodes. Um, Obviously still some guests here and there, but like just after reading so much feedback from you guys, these are the types of episodes that you love and just hold so near and dear to your heart and honestly same. So thank you guys so much for just bearing with me in this season of self-discovery and figuring out what works and what doesn't. And um, also be sure to enter the holiday giveaway. I don't know if I, I don't think that I mentioned it yet, but um, in all the past episodes, I talk about this, um, or at least the past episodes um, since Thanksgiving, but we're doing a little holiday giveaway. So all you have to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot it, email it to hello at lilyrayco.com and you'll be entered into a chance to win either an espresso coffee machine or tickets to podcast movement evolutions in LA in March. Stay tuned for Thursday where we have another cool episode on the horizon. I love you guys so much more than you will ever, ever know. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you very soon.